Hello and welcome to HIPod, essential listening for the business of healthcare. I'm Sarah Williams, the Deputy Editor of Health Investor UK. In this episode, I interview social care professional Sarah Liverdeus about her new guide, sponsored by Care England, that aims to help new care homes succeed. Well, thank you very much for joining me today, Sarah. Perhaps you could start by introducing yourself and your experience within the care sector. Hello, well, I'm Sarah Liverdeus and I've been working in social care for the last 25 years, all my adult life. And I started off working in a local authority and I was a commissioner for a long time. So I was commissioning services for older people and younger adults. Then I moved to work for a large care home provider where we were providing both care homes and extra care housing. And then in the last year or so, I've been working as a consultant to the care sector. So really advising people on retirement housing, care homes, local authorities, anything really that increases the choice and quality of services that are available for people that are ageing. Okay, great. And your consultancy, Social Care Works, has just launched a guide, Opening a New Care Home, which is sponsored by Care England. What was your motivation behind this? Well, when I worked for the care home operator, I was lucky enough to lead the development programme where we were developing and building new care homes. And I soon came to realise that actually opening a new care home puts a great deal of pressure on an organisation, actually across the whole organisation. And I started looking around for guidance on how to do this, how to open a new care home. And I was genuinely surprised um, when I looked around and found that there wasn't any written guidance, at least that I could find. I found guides on how to close a care home, but nothing on how to open one. So I started talking to colleagues in the sector and they were all really experiencing the same challenges and issues that I was experiencing. So I thought it would be a good idea to um, put all our experience together and write a guide. Yeah, I mean, it is really surprising that there wasn't one already, given the huge expense and the risk involved in opening up a new care home. So why is that early phase of operation, once a care home first opens, so particularly challenging? I think there are a number of reasons for that, um, for that early phase of pressure. The first one is it's a transition. So if you think of any transition, there's always a point of tension and risk in a transition. Even something as simple as a staff handover represents a transition of information from one group of people to another. But if you were to magnify that and have it on a grand scale, you've got a big transition going on. So you've got a new building, sometimes a new staff team, perhaps a new manager. You've got new residents, a new environment sometimes new policies and procedures so all of those things have to be embedded they have to be learnt and they have to be settled in so that transition is is quite difficult to manage you've also got the transition between the development phase and the operational phase and my experience is is that the development the build part is managed as a project but once it becomes operational the project ends or it ends too quickly and the home isn't given enough opportunity to really settle in and embed the processes that are needed. In your report, um, you also highlighted the fact that analysis of CQC data shows that new elderly care homes are more likely to be rated as requires improvement than more established homes. What considerations do people need to take into account to ensure that quality care is in place? And is there a certain lack of awareness around the time and effort involved in first registering a new home and then preparing for the first inspection. Yes, so that's exactly what happens. I think if you talk to anybody in the sector, they will know that new homes often have poor ratings. 
Um, it's, it's quite well known anecdotally, but when I looked at the data and I got the CQC data, I could see that this was a real effect. I looked at larger care homes that were registered more than 60 places for older people. And those registered in the last two years at their first inspection were more likely to be rated as requires improvement than good than for the sector as a whole. So it, it is a real effect. I think it does go back partly to what I was saying about transition. So if you've got new people, new care plans, new assessments, new ways of working, it's more likely that things can go wrong. And CQC will quite rightly pick up on anything that needs to be fixed. It could be medication management, it could be somebody whose care plan isn't being followed, will be enough to say that the service perhaps is not is not necessarily safe or responsive. So that's one of the reasons. And the way to really address this is to have good systems in place, but also to audit early. So if you do an early audit of your systems, you can start to make sure that everything is working properly and that you haven't missed anything. Don't leave anything to chance and seek feedback from your residents and relatives and staff, ask them what's happening, make sure you know what's happening on the ground, get people in to come and help you. It is a very, very big task. Yeah, and it seems also from reading the guide that things can start to spiral quite quickly. So you get a poor CQC rating, just as you're trying to market and fill the rooms, and then that puts a further strain on finances, which makes it harder to fix all of that. So, you know, how should operators manage the process to prevent that? You, you refer in the guide to the need to run a new home as a project for 12 months post-completion. So what's that kind of project management uh, stance? So I think the title of your project really needs to be Don't Panic. <laughs> I think what can happen is, is that people start to panic and the project management part of it leads and is really coupled with managing expectations. What can happen is, is that the people that are running the home in the early days are not necessarily the people that wrote the business plan or wrote the, did the planning at the original planning phase, or perhaps they might be a lot more junior. Mm. So people don't necessarily have a good visibility of exactly what it is that they're supposed to be providing. And something as simple as a category of care whether it's nursing or personal care, could be changed because people think, oh, maybe the solution is I can't get enough nurses, let's not provide nursing care, let's switch to residential. And once you start changing the decisions that were taken earlier on, your whole business plan can start to be undermined. So that's why you need a really good project plan to make sure that there's governance and discipline over decision making. It's, it's actually supportive having a a project management approach because people know what decisions they can take and what decisions need to be referred up perhaps to a project board or somebody mm. more senior. Yeah and you mentioned nurses there and difficulty of getting staff in. Staff and retention is another big pressure point. The guide says that anecdotally 50% of new home managers leave within their first year. What are the causes for that and how can operators improve retention and, and ensure a positive culture? So this is something else which anybody working in the sector will tell you. It's really well known, but the solution is, is a bit less tangible. So we don't have enough managers full stop. New home managers are under an awful lot of pressure. So they're managing a really, really big task. They're managing a new building, a new staff team, new residence systems and processes. So our expectations on them are really, really high. If you've got other things going wrong in the background, so perhaps attention has been turned away to the next project or silo working um, in the organisation, some of the things that are not untypical of any organisation, the registered manager can be left 
pretty much holding the baby. When things start to go wrong, they then get blamed. And I think one of the reasons that they leave actually is because they are scapegoated and blamed. Mm. And actually, you need to look across the whole piece. And that's one of the things the guide is intended to do, is to really think about how do all the different bits of the organisation work together to support such a, um, such a big endeavour. And in doing that, you know, and, and going back to the piece you were saying earlier about project management, how important is metrics and data and keeping an eye on those figures? I think metrics are important and obviously they're important in any business, but what's important is that they're realistic. So if you've got your business plan and your project plan right at the early stage, you know, for example, that a home won't fill up for at least two years. So you'll have planned out your rate of fill. You'll have worked out what that means for occupancy and what that means for income. You'll have agreed what amount of expenditure you can set aside for the period of time when the home is effectively loss making. And you'll have worked out what staffing costs you're going to need as occupancy builds up. So by measuring all of those things and making sure they're on track, you can see that you're, that you're fulfilling your business plan. If you don't have those sort of metrics, then that's again, I have to say, when people can panic mm. and not everybody knows what's in the plan. So you might have people even on your board who don't know what the original plan was and they just see something which they perceive to be going wrong. But actually, it's not. We just need to be patient. So, again, you need to measure the right things, but you need to manage expectations. Yeah. And, you know, all of these things that that we we're talking about must be particularly difficult for a new operator entering the sector with their first ever home. You've said the guide is not an instruction manual, but how should they use it to inform their planning process as they prepare to open and run their first new home? I think one of the challenges is that there are some there are some myths around about care homes. So some people are actually seeing care homes as a bit of a cash cow when in fact um, that isn't necessarily the case. I mean, a good, well-run home will be profitable. You'll have happy residents, good quality, good staff, and you will make a profit, but you need to know what you're doing. Mm. And if you don't know what you're doing, it will turn into a money pit and people will be unhappy and the worst of all outcomes, they'll get poor care. So you need to move into a very high value operation with a really good plan and your eyes open. Don't underestimate the challenge and how difficult it is. And the, the other point I can't really stress enough is don't wait until things go wrong before you ask for help. Mm. And, you know, when something does go wrong, you know, what what should be their actions around that, you know? Well, you can turn find expertise. So, for example, Care England, an organisation like Care England will provide expertise. And indeed, um, the um, National Care Forum, there are, there are forums around that will support providers in these endeavours. Um, people like uh, Sticky Neil has written a brilliant book on staff recruitment. And there is, there is expertise around. So um, make sure that you ask for help. Um, talk to other operators if they'll talk to you. Yeah. But, but yeah, people are surprisingly generous actually with their, with their knowledge. And of course, yeah, I'm here with my guide. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you've, as you said, had a, a, a long career in, in the care sector. How have your own experiences, both as a former strategy director for a large care home operator and as a former local authority commissioner, in, informed the guide and the advice that you've put into it? 
Well, I have learned from my own experience in in building and to a lesser extent running care homes. And since then, I've I've spent a lot of time in care homes. But I've talked to a lot of operators and people working in care homes. And every single person that I've talked to has given me another little gem. It's been brilliant. And everybody that I asked to read my guide, they said, oh, have you thought about the data sharing protocol? Or what about local businesses? And I said, oh, no, stop giving me more things. I mean, I could have just kept writing it forever because there is a lot of knowledge out there actually and I've learned some of it from doing it myself some of it working with others and a lot from talking to other people. Are you hopeful that you know with this guide being there it's sort of as you said filling a niche that that hasn't existed before care operators can develop perhaps more of a sort of formal framework for opening a new care home and what would be your kind of top three tips to people in in creating that business plan? I suppose the top three things I would say is you must absolutely support your staff team. You must support the manager and the staff team. They are working really hard on your behalf and they do need support. It is a very complex task. And think about team building as well and the softer side of how to form a new team. I think managing expectations is really, really important. So have a realistic plan. Don't overestimate and keep people informed so that they don't panic and start to try putting in remedial action, which is inappropriate. And I think the third thing I would say is marketing. Um, even though what, what tends to happen is people open a new home with really good, knowing that there's really good demographics in an area, they'll have done analysis and worked out there's good demand in the area. But that leads them to underestimate how much effort they need to put into marketing, into managing stakeholders and building local relationships and just ensuring visibility. You've got to be really clear about what you're offering the local community and then you've got to let them know and then you've got to offer it and you've got to close it off with really, really good customer service. Word of mouth is so important. They will talk about your home and if it's not going well, they're going to talk about it. So those three things, supporting your staff, managing expectations and having a really good marketing plan, um, I think are really, really important. So all of this and the business plan obviously ties into the marketing activities and you've got to handle that process while your occupancy rates you know, are quite low to start with and then manage that over a period of 12 to 18 months, as you said. What are the particular challenges within that, within elderly care, for example? So there are a number of challenges that are uh, around marketing. One of them is, is that um, people in the care business don't traditionally think about selling. So it brings some people out in a rash. If you start to talk about marketing, they don't see it as part of their day-to-day activity. And even customer service, surprisingly, if you think about how people focus we are, sometimes has to be, has to be learned. But the other thing that I would say is that as the older population is aging and entering care homes at a much later age which is a good thing because they're living at home for longer but they're entering care homes at a time when actually they usually don't have very long to live and it's very much about end of life care so people only stay in the care home sometimes for as little as six months which means the turnover is much higher people are staying for a shorter length of time so all the effort around marketing introducing people to the care home doing the good assessment and care planning, getting to know their relatives, the financial assessment, all of that has to work twice as hard because the number of people coming through the door and then sadly out again is is much more increasing much more rapidly. And if you don't build that into your plan, 
you can actually get to the end of your first year of operation and some of the people that moved into your home in the beginning have already passed away and you're looking at vacancies and occupancy um, from a point of view of people have already moved on. So you need to um, be aware of how the needs are changing in the population and build that into your plan. Great. And um, anything else that you'd like to add on this topic? I would just say that once you get past those early few months, then I've seen some absolutely phenomenal, wonderful new homes that are so beautifully constructed and furnished with really happy staff and happy residents. So if you can hold your nerve and get through those first one or two years, those the new homes that are being offered to people now are, are really life-changing. Um, so keep going. And if people want to access the guide, where can they get hold of it? So the guide can be accessed from my website, Social Care Works Limited. So I'm Sarah Liverdeus at Social Care Works. And if you fill out the contact form, then I will send you a copy of the guide. And for Care England members, they should be able to get a copy from Care England via the membership part of the Care England website. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Sarah Liverdeus, for joining us on HIPod. And we hope to speak to you again soon. Thank you. Thanks very much for having me.